Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line on YouTube, something like that. And whatever your questions, comments may be, I will get to them, all right? And good morning to y'all. Thank you all for coming. It's raining like a mug. And I'm Tommy like a mug. I have a t-shirt that says, Tommy like a mug. <laughs> oh, God. So, any questions or anything? A lot of new people here. and Any questions, anything that you're dealing with or whatever before I get rolling? Because that's what we do here. Right here, uh, Esther. And then we'll come to you. <clears throat> I had a question for my mom, um, who's probably listening. Hi, Mom. Um, can women know God like men? Yes. Yes. They can. Okay. Especially if they're not married. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not married, they can go straight to him. But if they are married, they have to go through their husband. Okay. So, yes. She told you to ask me that? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yep. How are things with you and your mother now? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Good, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, like, our relationship... I mean, she lives out of state, but, you know, it definitely seems like a different relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel much more like a man and less like a baby. That's right, man. Well, good. That's a good question, too. Uh, right here. Good morning. Good morning, sir. So my question for you is about dealing with evil in our world the right way. Yes. Um, so it pertains to last Sunday's service. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh. He white. <laughs> <laughs> so it pertains to last uh, last week's service, yes. and then uh, a feature you did on your show this week about the teacher in Utah, the substitute teacher that was fired for talking to a like a ten or eleven year old boy about homosexuality. Right. So my question is. You had said basically in last week's service and kind of leading up with your biblical question to, hey, we need to stand up, we need to speak out, we have the right to speech, a right to speak, don't give up that right. Um, And then when this woman does it, the world reacts the way the world, I would expect the world to react. Right. Uh, But then you said on your show, it's like, I don't think she should have said any something. So I'm I'm trying to discern or understand what you mean by standing up to evil, but standing up in the right way. Okay. Does that make sense? That's a good question. So um, what happened was there was a teacher was uh, in Colorado, and it was an 11-year-old kid, right? Yeah, I think it was fourth, fifth grade, so like 10, 11. And the teacher asked, what are you thankful for? Asked the little kids that. And they went around saying, well, oh, I'm thankful for a turkey wing. I'm thankful for this. And then one little boy said, I'm thankful that I've been adopted with two daddies or something like that. And the teacher said to him, no such thing as two daddies, right? Yeah, I said, well, like, why are you thankful for that? You know, yeah, it's so, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> why are you thankful for two daddies? And she said this in the classroom and uh, to a little kid. And so... I said that she should have done that. First of all, it's not her responsibility to do that. Secondly, it was a little kid in the class, and he was being adopted from, I guess, a foster home or something. And so it was the wrong time. It was the right, she was right in what she said, but it's the wrong timing. Okay, so. And because that's the responsibility of the parents in any way. And now if someone had asked her later about 
What does she think about that? Then she had a right to express it. There's a timing for everything. That's and that's more to my question because she I agree with word. you. She said the, you know she said truth, uh, um, but I'm so I was a little unclear based on watching the show and then last yeah. week's service is like okay, well, she has a she has a right to her speech. But she was at work, and so when you go to work, you're not hired to get people saved. You're hired to work. And a lot of people who wake up, they don't, they're not, they don't, I don't know what's wrong with them. I think I, think I know, but they don't, they don't see the timing for everything. So the discernment takes a time to catch up. Yes. Just kind of wait. When you're at work, you're not hired to go preaching, whether it's the Bible or whatever, right? But if lunchtime and someone asks you a question about something, you have a right to tell them then or disagree or whatever, but not on the job. So if while she was teaching, she was fired by the way, a lady. Yeah, she was, I mean, she was like let out of the classroom and let off the campus. Like she was gone. Well, she probably punished that way because they hate straight yes. people anyway. I think that was too much of a punishment, but at work, you can't be doing this kind of stuff. So there also needed to Oh, let me just say this, because at work, you're under pressure as any other employee is, right? So you're supposed to be a living example of how you're dealing with the issues of life. You're not there to preach. So if would you recommend that if so someone who's on the job, and let's say through the course of work with your coworkers, some, you know, this issue comes up or other issues related to truth and good and evil, uh, would your recommendation be, I mean, obviously you're not there at the, at the time, but yeah. if you're on the job to say, hey, you know, this is kind of an issue that's not related to work and, you know, I just want to focus on work and, and yeah. so just focus on your job. And then yeah. if out of job, you're out having a dinner or something, then you could talk about it or something. That's right. Let's talk at lunchtime or let's go to the bar later. Right. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Because when you're working, the boss didn't hire you to Oh, I need you to come and get everybody saved at work. You know what I'm saying? But if you are a living example, whomever is seeking what's right, they will be able to see that in you, something different about you. And they'll pull you to the side or they'll ask you at the right time. And that's when you deal with it. So when, when someone wakes up and then they're, now they're going through, their mind is being renewed by, you know, silent prayer and they're just, uh, you know, God is working in them. Is it, um, so would your advice to that person be, hey, just slow down. You, you know, you, you may be waking up to new things, but don't necessarily jump on and try to solve all the world's problems right away. Just kind of just slow down and, and uh, you kind of wait and see a little bit? Yes. Okay. I, um, one thing I wanted to talk about today was identity. What I've noticed is that, and I've seen it with different churches and different preachers and people. I noticed that when people like you or they're getting help from you, they become like you rather than having their own identity or personality. They take on the people personality that they admire. For example, I, I just discovered that there's this one person that have known me for a long time and that person has truly taken on what they think my identity is. They talk to people like they think I talk to people and they deal with stuff the way they, I had no idea it was that bad though. 
but they have truly taken on what they think is my personality and my identity, and it's not working for them. And so when it doesn't work for them, they get mad at the other person. Because when you, I have a, a tendency of just talking to people about anything, right? And most of the time, people don't get mad. They learn from it. But this person has taken on my identity. And so when they communicate with people, they're asking them all about their personal business. They're not just having a conversation. They are talking to them the way that they think I talk to them. And so when they talk to them in that way, people get ticked off. And they may not be uh, strong enough to tell that person, I'm not telling you my business, you know, they'll go along with it, right? But this person literally think that they they are being themselves, but they really have taken on my personality. And that's not good. When you overcome that fallen state, the one great thing that happens, you finally become yourself. And no one else around you, not your environment or anybody. <clears throat> I am truly myself. I'm not like my mama. I'm not like my daddy. I'm not like the preacher in the pulpit. I'm not like anyone but me. And there's nothing like that. And so what I realized, though, when you wake up, you don't learn their person's personality. Don't learn their ways. Don't learn how they speak. Because you're gonna, you're not being yourself. You all you're doing is taking on someone else's identity. So a lot of times when people wake up, they go to work and they're like correcting everybody. You just like your mama. You this, you that, right? And they get fired, and then they wonder what happened. And then instead of thinking, oh, I'm just acting like someone else, they'll say, oh, they fired me because I told the truth. I remember uh, before I understood the Bible thumpers. They would be at work, and I worked for a hospital, and they would be at work correcting everybody with the Bible. And people would get mad, and then they would say, oh, you just don't want to hear the truth. Instead of pulling back, they say, well, maybe something's wrong with me. Because people don't normally, sometimes people get mad, but they don't normally get mad if you're just being yourself. But if you're being someone else, then it's not going to work for you. It's just not going to work. So when you wake up, you should relax and let God just renew your mind, right? And he's taking away that old nature, the mama nature, the daddy nature, the cultural nature. It's automatically being taken away from you, and you are becoming yourself. And that is amazing. But a lot of people don't take time to let themselves grow. You got to let yourself grow, and you are changing. You just think you don't feel it, you don't taste it, you don't touch it, but you are changing. But this person literally have taken on my personality. They, they even think that they're just communicating with people by doing that, asking them about their personal business and stuff, but they're not. And, 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 and the person that, people that they're talking to can feel it. They have, somebody knows this person prying into it. They're not just talking to me. But when you tell the person, you know what, I used to think this person would be a nosy, but I've Probably realize they're not being nosy. They're just taking on my personality, thinking that it's the right thing. But just relax, folks, and be you. That makes sense? And you will know that the old, after a while you will see that everything has changed within you. And you are following yourself, and the truth will guide you. But it won't guide you like the preacher or the politician or someone else. It will guide you the way you are. 
with your personality. And then it will work. That makes sense? Yeah, thank you. So did you jump on someone at work? No, I was just, um, I had a little bit of a reaction when I listened to your last week's service online. And yeah. It was really good. It was really helpful. And then that story came up and I saw, you know, you had your experts on and you all talked about it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. He said, he said, he said one thing on Sunday. It's, it occurred to me, like you said one thing last week at church service and then another thing during the show. And I was like, well, I don't, I I didn't get it. So that's why I'm asking. Yeah. No, the teacher was at work. She was in a classroom, a little kid just saying he's thankful for his two daddies or whatever. Right. Adopting him. Now she know that that's abnormal. It shouldn't be that way. But that wasn't a time to pounce on the little kid about that. Plus, she was at work. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, I definitely get the at work component. Do you disagree with it at all, though? I, I don't disagree with it, no. Um, and the story, I know the story is biased from the world, right? So they, them reporting on what actually happened in that classroom, yeah. we don't know. And, right. I don't, and I don't. That's right. And I don't trust what everybody's saying about it. Yes. And it, uh, you know, the follow-up to the article with all the townspeople putting hearts on the house of, you know, you know, that to me is like, okay, that's, they're just, these people are just decided we're going to, you know, Satan, we're welcome. Welcome here. You're welcome in our community. (laughs) (laughs) We're putting hearts on your house. I know, it's a mess. So, I mean, in that respect. Have you ever taken on anyone else's Someone that you admire, have you taken on their personality? And you start talking like them, acting like them, but thinking you're right. And then when people get mad at you about it, rather than taking a look at yourself, you say, well, you're just crazy. It's very, I think it's actually seductive once uh, you start listening to your shows and the savage moments and all these kind of things. It's very seductive to use terms that you would use yeah. or sayings that you would use because um you know i don't know if you've ever well, had like, i don't i don't mind saying things but you got you have to be you though no i know i totally get yeah, what I you're saying there people saying like joel I, uh, joel says what the, what the? right <laughs> now i find myself saying what the even in my sleep i'm like what now, the <laughs> No, I totally get, you know, the, so like when you were saying that story, what occurred to me that this person who's idolizing you actually did never even listen to you because you always say, go come back to yourself, not come back to Jesse. Right. You, you know, come back to your father, God, and then come back to yourself. You don't saying come back to God and then follow Jesse. You're not That's saying right. you're not saying that. So I'm yeah. like, the guy obviously wasn't listening to you. I mean, he, he was either listening and not hearing or hearing and not listening. One or the other. Uh, it's interesting. I, I know. Um a church way over yonder on the other side of the world. And the preacher was right in what the preacher was saying, but the congregation was picking up the preacher's words and personality. And they would just run out and just pounce on everybody with the words. And people were getting mad. They would fight amongst each other because you can tell when the person's a phony and not themselves. They're acting like someone else, but they can't see that they're acting like someone else. It's so weird that you can't see that you're acting like someone else. Well, I think it's a, you, you bring up a, a, a bigger problem in the Christian church, the modern Christian church, is that people go to a church, it gets big because they like the pastor. Right. It's, so, 
you know, if that pastor changes or the somehow the mess, you know, something changes, then the people leave and they go find another church with a pastor they like to listen to. And then take on that person's identity. Right. So and then if that person do something wrong, they go into another church. Right. There so, come a time, and hold on to your thought, there come a time in life when you wake up, that's it. You just grow. You don't have to keep running from church to church to pastor to pastor. You just fellowship wherever you are, right? Because you have found your own identity through God by re- returning to him. So you no longer have to look outside for any answer Everything you want and know is inside of you, and you're going to know that. You don't have to keep, just because someone sounds good, the next person sounds right and sounds good, you're not going to run now to that person, start promoting that person, trying to take on another identity. If you are doing that, it means you haven't found what you're looking for. Even in my worst days, when I was in a fallen state, I have never taken on someone else's personality. Except my mama, and I couldn't help it there. I was a kid. But when I overcame her, I never taken on anyone else's personality. I, I became me, and that's what we want. We want to come back to ourselves. But go ahead. No, that's all I have. Have you ever done that? Probably when I was in the fallen state, yes. I can't think of a specific example. Yeah. I mean, I know I've looked up to people, like when I was in... Um, uh, you know, maybe high school or college probably looked up to people, certain, you know, high football coach or a certain instructor. Yeah, you can admire people, but you don't have to take on their per- identity. You have to I mean, I, I, I probably, I don't know, I can't think of it. But I was, but, you know, using your terminology, I was so beta then. I mean, it wouldn't, right. it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it was just, I was <laughs> yeah. just in my own fault. In this particular church, I was new to it. And these people are so crazy. But when you tell them they're crazy, they think you're crazy for telling them that they're crazy. That somehow or another, you just don't want to hear the truth. But if everybody's telling you you're crazy, you're crazy. (laughs) And they will quote the preacher, and they are pouncing each other with what the preacher said. You hate your mama, you hate your daddy, this and that, right? I'm like, what the? So be aware of that. If everybody gets mad at you for telling the truth, there's something wrong with you, all right? Just be aware of it. One thing I notice: once you wake up, you are guided by the light. And the light is not, it's just the love of God. And it's like you can just see when to, when not to. You're relaxed through life. You're not waiting to pounce on people. You, and when you talk to people, you still can just have a regular, boring conversation. You know what I'm saying? Hide the flowers. You, you, don't, you don't have to have deep conversations every time you talk to somebody. The only time you do that is you have not found yourself. You're acting like the person you have identified with. You know what I mean? I mean it's an interesting concept. I've not really thought of that in, in that terminology. I mean, I what I... I can see that what you're saying because you see in the world, right? Like I never understand like when people, you know, they have a, like a Hollywood event, you know, we're right close to Hollywood. Yeah. And you get all these people lying in the streets and they're jumping up and down and crying and, you know, and I'm like, what's up with your life that you have to go idolize Taylor Swift or some other star? Right. Or, and I'm like, yeah. you know, so they dress like that, you know, or 
they dress like that person, they idolize that person, they try to become that person. I think person. that's what this word, idolize, maybe that's what they do. They idolize the person so much that they become like the person. Well, I'm using that term especially because, you know, the Bible says, you know, you should not have a false idol right. other than me, which is what they're, these people are doing. And it, idols can be people, it can be things, it can be money. It, you know, I think idols can be a lot of different things. But this idea that I want to become so much like this person is their God, right? It's if XYZ star or politician or church leader says it, then therefore I must go off and do it. Yeah, and what's weird about it, though, they can't see that they have taken on someone else's personality. They can't even see it when it happens. And when you remind them, hey, this is, you're being stupid. You're being like somebody else. That's not right. Don't do that. They'll argue with you. Because they are protecting this false identity. And it's weird that you can't see that you've taken someone else's identity. So do you think that's what's happened to the black community? That it, in the 60s it took on the identity of the leaders? They took on the identity of the so-called civil rights movement. So-called leaders. Absolutely. Because prior to that, everybody was themselves for the most part. You know, it may be like your parents or something like that, but you didn't take on the world's identity. So what causes someone to do that? I mean, you can say, yeah, the fallen state. I think because, like, when I, I love hearing people who have overcome things. I love hearing about stories of when people start businesses, all the stuff they went through and how they got there. And so when I'm hearing it, it just goes in one ear and out the other one. I'm not holding on to the information. And then I'll go out there and just start repeating it and pretending like it's my information. I think a lot of people hold on to successful people information or something, and they start admiring that person, and they say, you know, they're acting like them. They lose themselves and become like them, but they don't realize that they are, and they'll beat you down to say that they're not. And I, I, I just, just don't see it. What did you say about that today, this morning? You can't see that you have somebody else's identity. Oh, I think that you kind of have an inkling sometimes that <laughs> this is wrong, and but you generally ignore it. Like every now and then, you'll have a warning sign that you should have heeded, heeded, but you didn't, and so like you kind of. I think people kind of know that they're. I've over the years, I've known a many situations where roommates have room together and at least one of the persons or one of the people in that roommate situation took on the preacher's identity and the rest of the roommate hated that person because all they were doing is correcting and repeating the preacher but the roommate thought that they were being themselves they really thought that they were themselves it had gotten so bad that I remember one situation where they, they had plotted to kill the roommate <laughs> I'm going to kill him <laughs> because the roommate was just evil and didn't realize it. They just thought the roommate would say, well, you just don't want to hear the truth. You just, but I'm like, no, you irritate me. Stop it. Because the truth is not going to work through a fake person when you've taken the identity of someone else. You have to be yourself. All right. That's why you shouldn't hold on to anything. So I just want to clear up, though. People say little fancy things that you pick up, like, what the, or he white, he black. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, when you lose yourself and you become the other person, that's the problem. But we're always going to 
you know. You're always saying, whatever, when he runs out, he has no answers. When he sees that you don't understand, he'll say, whatever. It's over, right? And that means the conversation. I used to wonder, what do you mean, whatever? But it means the conversation is over. So it's nice to say, whatever now. But I'm not Joel. And the thing I love about Joel, too, is like he is himself. He's like really developing into his own. And I see other men and women doing it, too. And that's the way it's supposed to be. When you turn to God, you're overcoming that fallen state of taking on the identity of your environment, your family, your neighbor, the cat, the dog, the horse. I know people who act like a horse. They take a, they love the horse. Oh. <laughs> you speak negative about that horse, you go die. You don't identify with anything, really. And it's in you. Um, let me take here, and, I, and then I come here, and here. <clears throat> so I, I used to have it really bad. It was me. I, I took on everybody's personality. You sure did. I did. I had it real bad. Francisco, I was friends for a long time. He had it bad. He had it so bad, I hated him. <laughs> I was about to give up my religion. <laughs> so this is where it started. When I was a little kid, I knew who I was, and I liked me, yeah. and I used to be me. And uh, kind of, my father kind of whacked me out of that, took that little me out because he was, you know, doing his thing, and it traumatized me. And then I didn't know the me inside of me. Right. And then I started, uh, I didn't like that me, and I used to look down on me. So I liked other people for what they had. I says, you know, I want to be like that. I want that. And so... As I got older, teenager, it got worse. And so I, it's almost like I didn't have a personality, but I took the personality of what I liked, and I became that person, like and an did actor. Did you know you were becoming other people? Uh, this is what I wanted. I hunted it down. I want to be like that person. That person is smart. That person is confident. So I took that on, and, and then when, when that was done, I would look for somebody else, and so, and then I would talk like that person because that person says something really smart and really sharp. And then, but I didn't know if that person, man, what are you talking about? That's not your words. But so then you I wanted to be like someone else. I wanted to, I, oh, I, I, I hunted it down. You, you can't do things like that unless you have a, um, you covet it. You want it. Uh, that's why in the Bible says, thou shalt not covet. You should not covet anything. It's amazing want, that you could become like someone else and not know it. And if even if your best friend tried to tell you, you know what, you're not yourself, you need to sit down. You know, you want to hear it. You get mad at the people that care about you just telling you, you're not being yourself. <laughs> that's crazy. And so, so wanting that and being that person, uh, you'll never give it up. You would. And, and the only way you can overcome it is to die. And it is, it feels like a physical death because you're letting your personality, your, you know, your, your wisdom. And then you realize, you know, that's not really your wisdom. That's somebody else's that you're parroting. And so once I realized that, I mean, it's, it's, it's very humbling. It's the only way you can get through it is to humble yourself that you're nothing, that all this is that you're getting is nothing. And it is not, it's not even yours. You stole it from somebody else. Oh, so amazing. When you realize that, then that's, that's the way you, 
you can get out of it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes, uh, let me take here and then it. No, here first. Yes. I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but <clears throat> kind of talking like with what he was A saying. A little louder for me. But, um, you know you don't speak that song. <laughs> 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 um, no, so, go ahead. Yeah, it's, sometimes it feels like for me uh, that if you're not like other people, then it's like abnormal. So like, yeah. I think I, I found myself thinking that the other day, just <clears throat> feeling like maybe I'm, I should like assimilating other personalities is what's normal. So it's not right. Because no. sometimes I feel like if I'm not like other people, then it's some, there's something wrong with me. No. One thing about being you, you are set apart from the, the world because you're not acting like them and thinking like them. You're really just going through life being you. And it does feel like you've been set apart, but that's beautiful. That doesn't mean you grab because anyone who's, who has become someone else, they are not happy. They have no peace. So you don't want to be that. You want to be you. I believe, now that I just heard what Francisco said, you know, God said that we return to as little children, right? And if you notice, kids don't try to be like anyone else. They're just kids. They just say it. They just be themselves. And they don't want to play. They don't want to play. And they're just themselves. Once you're born again and you become yourself, back to yourself, you're like a little kid. Everybody else is acting like an adult, but you're acting like a kid. And you're not trying to be that way. It's just your nature is that way now. So don't ever try to be like anyone else. Don't try to fit in. But even now with little kids in school, like you have to fit in or else you're, you know, an outsider. So I think we're trained from very young to start. Like, yeah, uh, it's a setup like, from the world. That's why parents have to protect their children. You're supposed to protect your children from the world. So when you find out these little things are happening, they should take their kids out of those schools. Homeschool them. Don't sacrifice. But parents are no good today, and they sacrifice their children to the schools. It's really evil. You're absolutely right about that. I also wanted to say that as far as like people listening to your message and um, say what now? Repeat that. With people listening to your message and trying to assimilate you and be like you, um, I I do think that a lot of men they know the knowledge that you're giving them, and they they know about it, but and they like talking about it instead of just being it. Like I think that's the problem. Yeah, just relax. You know, just relax. And there are some time when you talk truth. There are coming time when you talk smack. There are coming time when you just don't talk. You know what I mean? Just be you. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to be like, watch, oh, watch yourself, and you can see what you're doing. That's why it's so important that you know yourself. I keep an eye on myself at all times, especially after all these years have gone by. I know how to do it now. Just watch myself without an opinion. And everything is taking place. Yeah. And again, don't um, don't try not to be like anyone, because if you try not to be, now that I said this, everybody's gonna try not to be like the preacher or anyone else, right? You're gonna mess up that way too. It's enough to just see, and then seeing it changes it. Oh, I'm acting like Jesse, or I'm acting like the Pope, or I'm acting like I'm acting like the drag queen. 
Just see that you are, but don't be mad that you are. Don't try to change it. We can't change anything. We just go from one village to another, right? Because we are a spirit, and it's enough to see it, but don't judge yourself. All right? And say, oh, yeah, I have taken on that personality. But don't hate it. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to change it. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here and then here. Okay. So I was listening to Francisco here. It's funny. I came with the, uh, with the notion that I was, wanted to talk about something like that. Here we are talking about exactly that sort of thing. There's Amazing. A, there's a, there's a, there's a, a thing. A, you, you can plug into a good spirit or a bad spirit almost. You can almost use your will to take on what the powers that a bad spirit can give you. But good luck controlling that. You can kind of tell when you've, you've done something wrong or you've used the wrong side of your personality, let's say, because whatever you've accomplished, coveted, gotten, aimed for, achieved, turns sour. Yeah. It, it happens yeah. uh, fairly consistently. So you can, you can think you're achieving a great deal of things, and all of a sudden you find out, nope, it isn't what I thought it was. Um, and then you start, you, and that's where meditation actually comes in so powerfully. And I know that you push... Uh, or suggest uh, meditating morning and night. Not meditating, observing. Sorry, observing. Really, I don't want you to silent meditate prayer, silent on prayer, anything. Right, right. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I don't like the Om stuff. No, I don't go for that because that's just hypnosis anyway. Right. But uh, there's a notion that I've suddenly understood of not wanting to be disconnected from the proper spirit. You want to be connected to the godlike spirit. And, yes. And that spirit doesn't give you an identity. You don't take on some identity. You don't become cooler all of a sudden. That's a very good point. You just become... That's you, like an Ola point. <laughs> you just kind of... All the layers kind of crust off of you, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, who's this now? Yes. And then you don't worry about it because there's also... The, the, the concept of timing also comes with that. Uh, there's notion that, that uh, the man was asking about, you know, what do you say to the, the young child in school? It becomes obvious to you if you're what I call plugged into the right spirit. You're, but if you're plugged into the wrong spirit, you become ambitious to tell the child that that's wrong to have two male right. parents. You, yeah. it's, it's actually ambition that's talking through you, and it's another spirit. And when, when that other spirit's talking through you, man, watch out because you can't control that thing. It, it, weird stuff starts to happen. You start seeing yourself do stuff. You go, why did I do that for? <laughs> and, that's and right. it, it all comes with that other ambition. So I've noticed that in my own life. And, you know, I've accomplished some wonderful things, but, man, some of them just turned to the south end of a northbound horse, you know? Amazing. So, anyway. Right. I, um, what I realized, I'm listening to this, when you wake up and you allow yourself to just grow, you really don't hold on to anything or anybody. You're like, you're just okay with everything. You know what I'm saying? You don't judge it. You don't hold anything against yourself or anyone. You just be. You just be. Without even trying to, you just be. You know, you know, on. My bodyguard, I have so much respect. You know my bodyguard? He, he is dangerous. And one of the kindest people I want to meet, and he can kick and judo stuff, whatever he does. He'll take you down, right? I really like him, but I ain't taking down nobody. I ain't trying to be a judo person. But I love and respect his talent. You know what I'm saying? I love his personality. And I'm not trying to take down nobody. 
And I love the way he act white. You got a boat. <laughs> like white people, sometimes you send me pictures, he out on the boat. <laughs> you don't see me trying to rush down to the lake and buy a boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even when he invited me, hey, you want to go fishing on the boat? Oh, I might. I'll let you know. <laughs> but I, I respect his talent to the utmost. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not trying to take it on. And that's what you, we can love and respect one another, but, and each other's talents, you know, looks, or whatever it is you admire by the person. But you don't need to take it on. It's better being you. Just be you. And people see you, oh, I like that person, right? Don't try to be anyone else. But don't try not to now, because I see you rushing out trying not to. Oh, I'm not going to say beta. <laughs> it's all like Jesse. Oh, I'm not going to say, what the? Now, that's all like Joel. Don't do it that way. That's just fun. And when I'm at uh, working out with my, I mean, one of the best trainers on this side of heaven, whenever we get into a situation, uh, Justin, he was like, oh, don't be a beta. Oh, we're going to have to tell the hate report. And it just sounds like fun when you're screaming that out, right? That's fine. But don't lose yourself. What most of you have already, but overcome mama and the traumas. And you will become yourself, but you got to see that you're being someone else. All right? Just relax. Smoke a joint. Go for the ride. That kind of thing. It will change. God will change you. He'll bring, because we are a spirit. You know what I'm saying? We're not a physical. We live in a physical. But we are a spirit living in a physical body. That's all it is. It's no big deal. And if someone tells you wrong, don't be so quick to say, no, I'm not. Let it hang for a minute and see if you're wrong. Because they may be, even though they may be angry, they could be telling you the truth in that anger. But if you're so quick to say, no, I'm not, that's not true, you're, then you're not going to receive it. You're not going to change. You're not going to see if you're right or wrong. I don't have no problem when people tell me I'm wrong. You tore me like a mug. I may be tore me like a mug, but let me see it. You know what I'm saying? No, just be so quick to reject it. And if it's hurting your ego, that means that it's true. That's why you rejected it so fast. <clears throat> Who else? Uh, amazing. Oh, right here first, and then there, and James. Right here. Um, is there such a thing as being too honest? Like, because sometimes at work, I just call it like it is, and people don't like it. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got nobody to call it like it is at work. <laughs> no, because... Um, because there's sometimes where, like my supervisor, my lead will come up to me. Oh, who did this? Well, that was that guy. Like, oh, well, you can be honest about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant preaching that they hate your mama. No, not that, but just like I don't. It doesn't bother me calling names out because I feel that everyone needs to know, especially at work, that we all need to be on the same page. <clears throat> but if it's concerning you and your work, your whatever you're doing at work, then you can be involved like that. But if it's somebody, two other co-workers over here and it has nothing to do with you, you stay out of it. Okay. Unless they ask you. Yeah, that makes sense. Just because you saw it, you don't have to run and tell it. 
Oh, no, I don't go snitching, but if they ask me, then I'm going to say it. Right, if they ask you, then you should be honest. <laughs> yeah, you see, like, that's still a snitch. I'm like, what? It's no, it's not. If they ask, <laughs> no. Don't listen to the woman. <laughs> that is not snitching. You know? If they ask, you have to be honest. Yeah, exactly. You know? But if they don't ask, don't get involved. Okay, that's, I get that. Don't, don't, tell. Yeah. don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to deal with the hate report. Yeah. And then another thing was, um, it's funny that we're talking about this whole identity thing. And sometimes I I work with a lot of guys. Ed made such a good point, though, about this identity thing. Yeah. In him, there is no identity. Mm -hmm. It just is. Yeah, that makes sense. It really is. And sometimes I feel like i got to dumb myself down to get along with the other guys at work. What do you mean? Because they're always talking about, like, football and girls and bro this, bro that. And I'm not about that. I'm like, that's dumb. And so you have to dumb yourself down not to talk about that? Sometimes I feel like I have to. And how do you dumb yourself down from that? I, it's, I know it's going to sound judgy, but it's just, that's, that's dumb. <laughs> judgy. <laughs> the real Why thing, is it dumb you know? to talk about girls and football? Because it's dumb. It's... it's <laughs> It's just so like it's. Why is that dumb though? I don't know why is it dumb. dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's like to me, to me, I'd rather play it than watch a bunch of dudes on TV. You know, like it's just dumb. And you don't talk about girls. Not like that. They're all like super vulgar about it. You know. Oh. So what do you like? Okay, I. I like talking about real things. You're right. You should hold on. Hold on. You shouldn't be all nasty about it. Yeah, I agree, I agree with, that. with that. Yeah, like no. Like, but oh, guys yeah. talk about girls. I understand that. And I get that. I get that. I totally and get girls that. Girls talk about guys. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's but, just natural. But that's all they talk about, and it gets boring after a while. Like, all right, you know. Okay, like, I'm more impressed. Move on. I'm but more, don't judge him. I'm more impressed if you can keep a girl instead of having a bunch of girls. Oh, you're impressed? Yeah, because it's easy to get girls. But it's hard to keep them? It's hard to keep them. It's been hard for you? No, I have my girlfriend. Have you, have you kept her? Yeah. How long have you been with her? Uh, five months. Five months? I know, it's nuts, baby That's baby. no time. <laughs> no. See me in another five months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... All right, but no, here's what it is. Don't have any judgment of anything. Yeah. Right? And you'll see right and wrong. You'll know what's right. And just let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't hold things against people. Because they can't help it. Like, you can't help it. So if they're talking about football and girls, let them talk about it. Don't judge them. Yeah. And don't dumb yourself down. <laughs> All, All right. right? All right. Okay. I'll come back. Let me just say here first. Yes, sir. And then James, and then here. So when I was a little kid, I kind of lost that thing. Uh, it, was, it was because of uh, my, the anger and resentment. And... Uh, so that was void in my life, and what I started liking other things that I saw and people that I saw, and I would pick up their talking and their sayings, and then I became prideful, and I was proud. And you can't, you can't say that what I'm saying is not true, you know. I would spout the commandments and the laws and, you know, whatever else, you know, mathematics. The Mexicans talk a lot, too, they were his family. And, and so I, I became proud, and... It wasn't until I, you know, it's almost like the Ten Commandments. I let that go, yeah. my pride, that amazing. I was able to get through it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing, man. I remember when I was moved out here and I used to go to the church, at churches, and they were learning the Bible, and the people just quote the Bible. 
And at first, I really wanted to learn the Bible and quote the scripture, right? When you have them talk to someone, I wanted to say, Jesus said this, blah, 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 right? But I could never learn it. And I'm like, why won't you let me learn the Bible? But I could never remember the scriptures. And now I'm so glad that I didn't get stuck up with that one. That's a hard one to overcome, it seems. But I'm glad I didn't do that. Yes, sir. Oh, so the last thing about uh, <clears throat> I didn't understand that, you know, with pride, everything comes into, all the evil comes into the world. I never understood that. Yeah. And I watched this movie, and I saw this one person lie, and that lie ended up, he, he became a murderer. He became a murderer with the, with the one lie. And I realized that, you know, even if you, if you have a hidden lie, that Satan will twist that around in your, in your head, and eventually you could become a murderer too. Because, because the lies feed on themselves. It's amazing how evil, how deep evil is. It really is. You're either of good or you're of evil. That's just a fact. Either you're in the darkness or you're in the light. A very good point. Yes, James? Some online questions from the YouTube live chat. Yes. Mari says, if they blame you for something at work and you didn't do it, can you call them out on it? Yes. You can stand it. Uh, just because you're walking in the light, you're not a weak person. I, I spoke at an all-women's luncheon yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? What's the day? Friday. Oh, Friday. Yesterday was Friday, right? I got to stay off the pot. I feel like yesterday was Saturday. Oh, yesterday was Friday. No more pride by the guy. But, um, and so I, I gave this talk at this all women club, right? And so at the end, we had the question and answer period, and this one lady was just like dying to ask me a question. And so she, and the room was filled with women. And so she said, pulled out her computer. Did you say back in 2000 that the worst thing that, or something, women should not have had the right to vote? And everybody paused. <laughs> well, we haven't been having a good time up until that, right? <laughs> the room stopped. And you could just feel the tension. And the room stopped. I thought I'd have to call on Nick to come and save me. He was with me. <clears throat> and I said, yes, I did say that. She said, why? I said, because women are more, women are emotional. And they make, think, they make decisions based on how they think and feel and not on logic. And I said that, uh, uh, and then I noticed that a lot of the women said, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, phew. <laughs> uh, a lot of the women started agreeing. And then one lady said to me, you know, you're right, but conservative women tend not to be that way. And I said, if they grow up close to their fathers, if the girls grow up close to the father, they will be logical. And they will make logical decisions. But if not, they're emotional. I even said, look at, look at the world now. and go going to hell in a handbasket with all these decisions that these people are making as they take on over uh, the politics and stuff like that. Everything. I said, you even have a black man saying that he has a husband in the public. And you never heard of that before, right? But they were, a lot of them agreed. And then one woman said to me, 
where men are emotional too. You're right about the men. I mean women, but men are emotional too. I know emotional men. And I said, is that normal? I asked her, is that normal? She wouldn't even answer. She just walked away. <laughs> but she wouldn't say, no, it's not normal. Or yes, it is normal. And she wouldn't answer the question. And I say that to say, you're going to see when to be speak up, when not to, when to be quiet. There will be times we don't, you, things may happen and you may not say anything because it's not given to you to say. Even if it is wrong, just let it pass. It'll come back around. Just relax and enjoy your life. You're doing fine. All right? Yes, Dave. Texas asks on YouTube live chat, can you enter the kingdom of heaven just by asking, since the Bible says, ask and you shall receive? All I know, you got to repent. you got to see that you play God, that you're wrong. And once you see that you're wrong, you're confessing your sins. On playing God, that's when it happens. You go and forgive. But I don't know. Tell me to ask me. And if it happens, let me know. One quick more question. One I more know. Question. I asked many times and it didn't happen then. So I had to repent. That's another thing I noticed that a lot of people, they talk about being aware and all that. But they don't really say you got to be born again. you got to overcome the, the mentality of the mother and return to the father, men and women. That's just the way it is. You must be born again. Yes. Skip is asking. From Georgia? Yep. Georgia, on my mind. Yes. Is there a difference between getting saved and being delivered from sin? I don't know. Those are Christian terms. I just know you must be born again. Really. Um, I do want to tell you that don't don't learn the Christian way of living either. You know, you got to act a certain way, you got to be a certain way. Because when you become yourself, when you're truly born again, and you and yourself, it's nothing like what you've been taught the way a Christian should act. <clears throat> it really, it's just a, you just belong to a club, acting like a Christian. And that's not anything that has nothing to do with God. Really, it really does. Don't let anyone teach you. Just God will show you. Just come back home. Whatever. Um, right here, I think, right? Oh. You see, you have your question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, personally, I think it's dis- it's kind of dishonorable to, if you have a personal friendship with somebody at work, to just openly give their name if they're going to get in trouble. What I think you should do is go to that person and say, hey, I don't want to snitch on you, so I need you to come clean because they're asking me. That's just my opinion. If you have a personal friendship with somebody. But also, I was wondering. You, you, I, are you in trouble at work? No, what he said. Did he do something, Hermes? <laughs> <laughs> About what he said. Just go to the person and say, hey, I need you to come clean. At work? Yeah. It's, Why? If you have a, because it's dishonorable to throw somebody under the bus if you have a friendship with them, that seems. Well, then, I mean, I guess you can't, then well, you can't act like you have you a mean. friendship. With somebody what at do you work. Mean? Tell, so if someone you have a friend at work, and they ask you to throw that person under the bus, you should go to that person and say, "Hey, look, I need you to come clean." Instead of so throwing them the under the bus. So if your friend were to do something wrong at work, yeah, and you don't think that you would, you oh, you would go to the friend and say, "You better go to the boss." Right. Or, I yeah. will. Yeah. Oh. 
But I was wondering, I totally agree with you that talking about watching sports is beyond dumb. But I was wondering, what are you interested in talking about, though? It is empty, but it's fun for the people, so let them have their fun. Yeah, I was just wondering, yeah. what do you like talking about? Um, politics, music, things that are going on. Politics is boring. It is, after a while. I would have to lower my standards to listen to it. <laughs> Dumb yourself down? <laughs> I have to lower my education. <laughs> let me ask the young lady here. Yes. Is this your first time here? Yes, sir. What's your first name? Bethany with a B. Nice name, Bethany. Yes. Um, any questions about anything? Um, I'm just taking it all in. Anyth- um, anything you disagree with so far? <laughs> um, and it's okay. In here is okay. Really, you won't be racist. You won't be beta. There are beta females, too. But you won't be that. Anything you disagree with. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have enough formulated thoughts yet. I'm just oh, okay. Listening. Um, how did you find out about us? My brother. He watches you all the time. Oh, cool. And what do you think of your brother? Oh, I love my brother. He's amazing. Is he helping you? Yeah, he's very helpful. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes. You I went have. to her. Am I mature? Did you go to your mother? Oh, did I go to my mother and forgive her? Yeah. We've had several conversations about things, and I told her I forgave her. Um, Did you go to your mother and forgive her for screwing you up? Um, I think so. That means no, then. (laughs) Well, I I live in L.A., so I haven't been living in the same city as my mom in a while. But, I mean, I've, I've gone to counseling and talked through some of the things I feel like have rubbed off on me from that relationship and with your mother yeah and i've forgiven her for for my newfound revelations maybe in the last year did you tell things. her no i need to do that i guess i need to do that did i haven't that? gotten that far yet <laughs> i forgave her like with my relationship with god i told god i forgive her you told god mm-hmm. and god like why are you telling me you need to tell her <laughs> okay i'll tell god her. didn't tell you to come and tell him he told you to go and tell her, I forgive you, what you did. All right, I'll do that. What made you go to God but not your mother? Well, I felt like God showed me an area of my life that was dysfunctional, and then he showed me why that was happening and, right. like, where that came from in my childhood. And then i just been working on it. Have him. you ever read that if you got have something against someone, go to them and forgive them, and I will forgive you? Yes, I... I should go to my mother, and I should tell her I forgive her. Are you afraid to? No, I just just didn't get that far in the process. I've just been trying to stop being dysfunctional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how you stop. you got to overcome your mother. You're not yourself. Mm -hmm. Your brother didn't tell you to go to her? I don't think think we've talked about this topic in length before. Why why didn't you tell her? Uh, I... Well, beta. I don't think this is on. Oh, you did. I take back the beta. I, I, I told. I told. The, the, he told me. He's going to ask you that. So what now? I told her. I told her. I tell everybody else that he, he, Jesse's probably going to ask you that. So, <laughs> so did you go to your mother and forgive her? I actually did. Uh, so why do you tell your sister to do it? Uh, 
Because <laughs> she looks up to you as a brother, you should have, that'd have been the first thing. You got to go and tell mama, not some psychiatrist or uh-huh. some counselor. You got to go so God can forgive you. That's beautiful. Thank Why you. didn't you tell her? Huh? Why didn't you Why didn't t- tell Bethany? Uh, well, I did it as actually like just a force of, I kind of like forced it because like I heard you saying to do that, and so I went and I, I did it, and it was hard. I, yeah. Like, I I sat there and I you know, felt nervous about it right. at first, and then I was yeah. like, "Mom, I, I forgive you for everything that you've ever done, and <laughs> everything that caused me to maybe not be the way I'm supposed to be." Or, yeah. And, and what did she, she say? I think she was like, "Okay." She she like whatever. Yeah, maybe it was kind of <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I don't know how much that's changed me now um because i've never really i've not really been very angry at her right. i wouldn't say that i'm as angry as most men would be if they were in that so what did you forgive her for what did she do to you um <laughs> it's kind of personal uh well, okay if it's two person don't well, no it's you know just uh maybe just her not being as uh responsible um with the way she was dealing with this, the hard things in her life. In her life? Yeah, the things, the traumas in her life, you know, not, and, not really handling that well. Right, and, and that would affect you in a way? Yeah. In what so, way? I think that would cause her to be less uh, able to be um, a mother and to be present, you know, because I think people go to different things and kind of check out. Yeah, and then wear wear themselves out because. Did they, you tell her this? Um, yeah, we have those conversations a lot. <laughs> you but, try no, to, did you try say to get you know her. what? I remember growing up, you were crazy. You checked out many times. I didn't know what to do, and affected me, and and still does. So I want to forgive you for what you done. You're crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, nutcase! <laughs> did you tell her that? <laughs> I, yeah, I think on the surface, I didn't go in deep de- detail about, like, that. But also she knows. Like, we keep, we hold that stuff over her. You, you know? hold it over yeah, her? Well, no, we tell her. Like, I tell her. Okay? Yeah. Like, you when, know, when, you, when you're mad at her, you're like, Mom, no, you crazy. not in anger. We just sit down and just talk, you know, like, because she's going through it, and she's, she's going to um, – come out of it i believe but she's in a she's place where come out of she's it being she pressed down forgive. she got to forgive as a spirit so she got to forgive oh, her we mother. know we know we know yeah y'all told her that it's, it's it's a giant enchilada sir yeah. lots of details it's super messy it's uh exposing to go into all of it yes to uncover our mother but uh there's yeah. far speaking to the mic for me there it's not really on I was working. We're talking to the internet. Oh, hi, internet. Anyway, it's a. You're talking to your mama. It's a. It's it's a giant enchilada, and it'd be exposing to give details about it. But um, we are doing the best we can. We pray about it all the time. We pray for her. We own our. I've owned my sin as much as possible. I've owned my own sin and reactions towards her sin. Right. And, um, yeah. It's, it's what do you mean you own your own sins to well, you, you, her? No, you said, I messed up. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have acted this way or that way towards you. Please forgive me. 
own No, it. you should never do that. Shouldn't have been angry or withdrawn. You shouldn't. The only problem you're having with her is that you resent the way she is. You know, because it affects you as a child, and you became angry at the way she is because she didn't post on you with all that stuff. <clears throat> and so you need to for, stop, forgive her, realize she can't help it, and forgive her for being crazy because she can't help it. And then God will forgive you, and you will be free of all the stuff you're dealing with. But you could not help yourself growing up because you became like her. You took on her identity, and you couldn't help it. So forgive her and don't apologize because you couldn't help it. What you do as an adult is what you're responsible for. But growing up, you, nothing that you did, you could have helped yourself, right? It was because of her craziness. And so forgive her and God will forgive you and set you free. And then you may have to stay away from her until she's ready to forgive so she can go free. You can't make her change at all. You have to just let her suffer and die. We, we we had our father around as well. I think a lot of what you say to people is for people that grown up in fatherless homes. Right? No, I mean the, fa- if the father's also the father kind of in the home too. taking control. So what now? If the father has also has like maintained control of the situation as, as well as he could, wouldn't you, I mean we not necessarily be resigned? To our mother's identity. Like, you need to forgive your father too for not protecting you from her. He's weak. No, I, I believe he did as well as he could have. But he didn't know because had he done it, you would be messed up. If you had just loved your father, he would have protected you. You would not have any of the issues that you have gone through already and have today. Because when you love your earthly father, you can't help but love God. Uh-huh. And he keep you free from evil. I love him, too. I'm sorry? I love him. Did you forgive him for not protecting you? I, I wouldn't say that he didn't for, protect me. Do, do all men not protect their children all right. the time? Is that what you're saying? That's right. Unless they have overcome. Unless they have overcome when they get married, uh-huh. then they will protect their children from the mother and from the school situation, all kind of stuff, because they know it's a spiritual thing, and it's the man's responsibility to protect the family spiritually and provide for the family as well. He already know it because he he can see what's going on. Yeah, I... I but uh, don't let Satan tell you just for a single uh, pair home. It's for all homes. Okay. Because a lot of men, most men are married to their mothers. Hmm. What? That right. makes sense? Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's, it's sure. hard to say everything you're saying is adequately correct on how to deal with the situation because we can't tell you the situation. Right. So oh, okay. You're just looking at it yeah. thinking that this is how you should do it, but we're going, well, there's this factor and this factor and this factor that you don't know about. Well, we're talking private, but... Yeah. I, I would like to say that what you do is phenomenal on yeah. the earth. It's revolutionary and it's needed. And I really appreciate it. Like, You're welcome, I appreciate man. everything that you speak to everybody and get them to forgive their mothers. And that's a return to the father. You're, you're bringing important. in something new. And I'm glad I feel like I'm on the basement level of it, just knowing you, because I, I feel like it's going to just explode. And I'm really, really happy to have. I am you. grateful. It's mind blowing to meet men and women like yourself who are waking up 
from around the world. Mm -hmm. It's really mind blowing, mm -hmm. but it's so nice. As I've said, it's better than silver and gold because once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep, and great things will happen to you. Mm -hmm. It really will. Yeah. But if you want, we're talking private. But you got you you haven't overcome your mother yet. It seems. Mm -hmm. And you need to really pay attention to yourself and be honest about why you resent her so that you can forgive her for what she's done. And God will forgive you, and then you will never need another counselor. He will guide you. That would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, he will guide you. But we'll talk. Thank you, sir. Thank All you. Right. Okay. Um, yes, sir. In the white shirt. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are this you? Is your first time here? Yeah. How did you hear about us? Uh, I've just been watching your show for a while and some other people that you interview and things like that. I follow them as well. Um, any question about anything? No, not, not in particular. I just, uh, you know, I live in L.A. and like I said, I've been watching you for a while. So I wanted to come to, you know, the live event. I'm glad you did, man. What's your first name? Chris. Chris. Nice earrings. Thanks, man. Look, just like the ones I used to wear. Yeah, no, yeah I thought so. <laughs> did you think I was going to mention the earrings today? Certainly. <laughs> and so did you feel pretty putting them on this morning? Yeah, I, I feel know pretty. I going to ask about my earrings. All the time. No. And what made you start? To, why did you start wearing earrings? Uh, I think I was just being influenced by my surroundings and my yeah. friends and things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've had them for <clears throat> 10 years. So, you know, over the past couple of years, as I've gotten older and, you know, more conservative and, and things like that, I'm kind of like, you know, eh about them. But it, it's also it, the surgery is expensive. So the just, surgery, it's just, yeah, you can like get them fixed. Are they, are they, are they, are they there permanently? What do you mean by the surgery? Yeah, like they're, they're stretched what? out. You oh, can, like, make them nor normal again. Oh, the ears are stretched? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And so if you took didn't wear the earrings anymore, what would happen? Uh, it would just stay, like, you know, like a cir you know, circular. It wouldn't go back to normal? No. Oh, and so now you have to wear them the rest of your life? Uh, yeah, if I don't uh, have any kind of, like, cosmetic surgery or anything like that. Oh. Um, I would rather see you with the hole in your ear than to see you with the earrings. <laughs> you know why? Because the hole realized, hey, I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. I realized that I was being influenced. Because your masculinity works better than your softness. You know what I'm saying? Women like masculine men. The real deal. You believe that? I do. What do the girls tell you about the earrings? Um, I mean, some of them like it, but I mean, um, yeah, yeah, some of them like it. I mean, I don't, I'm not really much of a, uh, you know, like serial dater or anything like that. <laughs> How old are you? 30. You're 30? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were younger. Thank you. And so um, is it about time to start maybe taking them off a little bit? <laughs> um, I mean, sh sure. Yeah, I, I just think it looks it looks kind of weird to, to me with, without them in. So right, like I said, I, I'd rather just get them 
get it fixed too. Oh, okay. Uh, any questions about anything? Uh, no, I, I think the uh, uh, the particular message that you've been talking about today, specifically um, about uh, identity, but in, in a sense of just being yourself and yes. not taking on an identity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, something that I've really maybe only thought about on like a surface level, but now that we're everybody's sharing and talking, it's you know really really resonating. Yes, when the Aries is taking on an identity, but Satan tell you that oh you're being yourself just because they don't like it. Yeah. But you're not being yourself. Yeah. You're being your environment. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, did you go and forgive your mother? Uh, yeah, I, I have. Um, actually, like er, earlier earlier this year, yeah. How did that go? Um, you know, in the end, in the end, it was well. It was like uh, you know emotional conversation and things like that. What would you say to her? Um, that I th- think that, uh, that growing up, I think that boomer, boomer parents, they kind of like, uh, they both baby, they both coddle, coddle their kids, but they're also like, it, it's kind of weird. They coddle, but then they also, uh, avoid confrontation and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and I think uh, that was something that I, what that manifests uh, in the child is someone that can be uh, afraid to take responsibility or a fear of confrontation and, and things like that. Yes. So that is such a good point. Matter of fact, I made a note to myself to tell you guys about that. But go ahead. So yeah, I, I think that was the that was the the gist of the the conversation. And did you tell her you forgive her for screwing you up? Yeah. You told her that? Yeah. What did she say? Um, she didn't, she couldn't see it like that at first, but to have the, have the conversation um, sort of brings everything, you know, into perspective. She see it, she just doesn't want to admit it. I, she I, know I you're right. I agree. She's like, oh, you're right, but I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> That's why God has to set up with forgive her. She can help it, and he will forgive you, and you will go free. And then you can love your parents with perfect love. Your whole life will, will start to change, and you can become yourself. So she doesn't have to admit it. You just forgive her. She can't help it. That makes sense? It does. All right. You live with her? No. Oh, good. Phew. Great. So anything you disagree with that I've said or? No. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. All right. Glad to be uh, here. The young lady in the corner, is this your first time here? Yes. Amazing. What's your name? Rosario. Is any question about anything or uh, disagreements? No, I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> Are you married? No. You have a boyfriend? Right here. Oh, that's your boyfriend? Yes. Is he beta or alpha? <laughs> um, I don't think he is. Oh, that means you're beta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just barely came across that word, so I'm barely learning your I'm vocabulary. Sorry? So what now? <laughs> I'm just learning your vocabulary. So, um, I don't think he is. <laughs> is he strong or weak? He's strong. Do you guys live together? We do. Beta! <laughs> And you're not married? No. We. <laughs> I won't take it any further than that. 
why don't you marry her? Um, I haven't uh, decided to marry her yet because of uh, uh, just through like the past experiences with my uh, my mom. She went to uh, two divorces, and uh, so the idea of marriage scares me to the yeah. fact that it's it's problems on both ends. It's problems that doing the wedding, getting all that organized, and then at the end of the day, you're dissolving all of that. You're separating if you have kids now you have to buy your time between each parent and it's something that I don't want to put my kids through so when I go through it I want to be a hundred percent and be sure of it that there won't be any fallacies are you a member of the proud boys yes I am you are yes I am you sound just like them that's amazing (laughs) I was just joking it's just that he sound like one um, so I understand what you said. Did you go and deal with your mother yet? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I've been a little scared about it, but I've been building up courage to, to go and tell her. And, and what are you afraid of? What would happen? Um, I guess just like the emotional side, um, dealing, dealing with that and dealing with uh, the past experiences. And um, how do you build up courage? to go and deal with your mama? Uh, running through the conversations in my head, uh, the different types of things I might say, how she might react upon it, and trying to figure out what would be the best way to say something that doesn't come off as me showing resentment or anger towards her, but coming from a complete spot of just honesty. And, 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 and how long have you been working on this courage? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like five years. Oh. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, it will. Um, That's not how you build courage. Not that way. Not that I, now, like, not in that sense, no. Right. And you got to go to her. When you realize that you resent her for what she's done to you, you got to go to her, and you got to be shaking in your boots. Yeah. And all... All adults are afraid of their mothers because they resent the mother. They're angry at her. And when you have anger, you have fear and doubt and worry, right, and all that stuff. And so Satan is working your mind to keep you from doing it, or if you do it, to do it in the wrong way so that you won't go free. You got to go to your mother and just say, you know what? I've come to realize you screwed my life up, and I've been resenting you for it. I realize you can't help yourself because all the stuff that you're going through and thinking about, that's just the way she thinks and the way she feels. You're just like a woman. You have a woman's mindset and emotion. You become like your mother, right? So you got to go and forgive her so you can overcome her. And don't ask for forgiveness. Forgive her. She could not help herself. Her mother did it to her. And then you would go free just like that. Everything would start to change. And forgive your father for not protecting you. Um, I can't. He died when I... Um about five years ago? Yeah. And then uh, he left me when I was about five years old. He left you? What do you mean? He, uh, he ended up moving to Oregon, to Portland, to uh, start a new family. Yeah, but he didn't leave you. He left your mother. Oh, no. He, he, <laughs> he left me. I know, I know he wasn't there, but had he, been know, had he known how to deal with your mother, he would not have left. He was weak. It was wrong. He was weak, but you got to forgive him for it, too. I would see that, but then I would argue that he did forget me in the sense that I didn't get uh, uh, phone calls on my birthday. The only reason why uh, he saw me was because it was uh, court-ordered. Other than that, 
I wouldn't have seen him. Did you ever ask him about these things? Yeah, but he would always tell me that he loves me, that he wants to see me, and one day he was going to fight and win and that we would all be together. Your father loved you, man. It's just that he didn't know how to deal with your mother and he, all this court stuff that you, uh, he went through. Men don't know how to deal with that stuff. They're learning now because they're waking up. But it ain't easy, and your mother's not going to tell you. Your father really loved you. He wanted to be with you, and I fought against it on every end, and he didn't know how to deal with me. So he left you, right? She's going to say it was him. He didn't want to see you. He was this or that. And because they don't be honest with their children, they'll send you to hell before they be honest so that you can go free. I wouldn't judge my father like that. It was it was too bad that he wasn't there for you, but forgive him, he was weak, whatever oh, it was. Oh, I did. Um, he's an Aries, and that is why I got this tattoo. Um, that was just my way of showing forgiveness in the sense that I wasn't going to be able to tell him, and then I was never going to be able to see him. Yeah. You know how you feel about having to face your mother? You you trying to work it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He felt the same way about his mother and every woman in his life. He didn't know how to deal with them. Because every woman he got involved with is mama. Because you're attracted to what you hate. You're subject to it. You can't help it. That's why you got to forgive your mother so you can, God can put the right woman in your life. But you got to face it. You're not going to get courage until you go and face it. And you're going to shake in your boots. But it'll be the last time you're ever shaking your boots again. I hope so. <laughs> it will. Um... So now, so what I don't, you know that you're not ready for marriage. You know you're thinking all this stuff, your mother, what your mother went through and all that, right? But why live with her and take advantage of her weakness? Why don't you just date her but not live with her, no sex or any of that, until you can get this stuff worked out? Um, that was the initial plan, but that was going on for the first uh, five years that we were together. So after that, I was, uh, I was still living with my mom at the time, and things weren't going that well. It was getting a lot more hectic. So in my mind, I was put in a position where it was kind of like a, a, a fight-or-flight type sense. Where, what do you mean? Um, that either I will stay home and then come back and then just try to show that uh, – not try to show, but try to, like, even the house out, just show that I'm not evil, I'm just – I'm doing my best, or – what, how I saw it was move out and be a man and try to try to find my own way. So, how did you end up moving your girlfriend in? Did uh, you move in with her, or she moved in with you? No, we moved in together. But was, why did you make that decision? Because uh, we had talked about it, and then she had also said that she wasn't happy at the time uh, living with uh, in her household. But and, that ain't no reason to move into yours. Uh, no, but it was. Uh, it was, I guess, me taking advantage of uh, the situation where I knew I was going to be able to go out, so I took it. Oh, I see. Um, what do you think about, now that you hear all this, what do you think about this? That I also have problems to deal with. I still also have to forgive yeah. my mother. You got to deal with your mother, too, so, because you're not going to get love from him. He doesn't have it yet. He got to overcome his mother and stuff and do it right. And I would suggest, do what you want. Suffer and die, right? But I would suggest you move out. 
you guys deal with your lives first, seek the kingdom of God in his right way, and it will be added. What we're meant to be will be. But you're not going to get it right doing it the way you're doing it. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Interesting. Definitely something to think about. Are you willing to move away and live right, deal with your mother, kind of build your own life and let God guide you? Or are you, you just love controlling him? Because you are control, you live with your mama. You notice that? Do you, let me ask him. Do you notice you live with your mama? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I would say. So you took mama with you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to separate. I'm not saying break up. No children, right? You have no kids. No, no, no. I'm, oh. I, I'm, I'm against that. Not, not against kids, but <laughs> against having kids. I don't want right. Uh, you guys need to move separately and work on your lives and return to the kingdom of God within. And whatever it's meant to be will be. The way you're going is not going to work out well. Are you willing to separate? I'm not sure at the moment right now. I'm sorry? I'm not sure right now. I would have to really think about it. Yeah, smoke on it. You smoke pot? <laughs> yes. I figure. <laughs> smoke on it. <laughs> Are you willing to separate from her and get it right? Um, I would say yes in that sense, but realistically, no, because I feel like I can uh, I can accomplish what I need to accomplish without having to, to do that. So that way everything is right under the eyes of God. What do you need to accomplish? Forgiving my mother and to propose to her. Propose to your girlfriend? Yes. And But you guys need to be apart for a while, meaning no sex, none of that stuff, so you can see if this is the right woman, because right now you're with your mama. And it's hard for women to change when they have control over you like that. She's going to go nuts. She's going to be like, you listen to that black man. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. I would suggest that. Live apart, but work on your lives. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back in the right way. But if you do it already in hell, you're just going to catch hell. It's not going to get better. Now, Satan doesn't want you to do it that way, so he'll try to convince you to stay together. That man doesn't know what he's talking about. You could stay that way and suffer, but I would recommend you at least try to do it the right way. You still can date one another and just don't be living that way. What do you think about that? It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. What do you think about that? Um, I think I'll take into consideration and that... Uh, I'll, I'll just try to live the best way I can. Yeah. Um, she needs you to be a man. She needs, because there's God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children, right? Right now, the woman is over you. So you're subject to the woman. That's never going to work. She's not going to like that. Even though she loved the control she has, she hated it as well. She really wanted the order to reverse to normal so you can help her overcome the hell in her. And right now, you're not in a position for that. But just think about it. Don't do it just because I said it. Smoke on it. You smoke pot, too? Yes, I do. Amazing. All right. Well, you know, do the silent prayer and just kind of, God will guide you. 
but you're not going to get courage until you face it. It doesn't come. It's like lifting weights. You don't get the body until you lift the weights and you eat right. Is that true? Yeah, I, I have a similar philosophy. It's just better just to get thrown into the deep end and just trying to learn through that because gradually putting yourself and getting yourself acclimated to the water only kind of slows you down. That's right. Go to your mother and face her. Is she going to yell and scream and cry or whatever she does? That's on her. Don't say, oh, I love you and I'm sorry. You don't love her. All right? Let her carry on, but you just say, hey, I just want to forgive you. I realize now you can help yourself, and I'm wrong for holding it against you because I see now I can't help myself. And God will forgive you. Don't ask for forgiveness. Don't apologize or anything. Just forgive her for what she's done. And God will forgive you, and your spirit will change. The role will change. Then you can deal with women in a perfect way. All right? Other than yes. that, you have to suffer. <laughs> Ain't enough pot in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That makes sense? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh, hold on. One minute here. Wait. Oh. Um, I liked all your advice, and I'm, I'm really sorry for all the pain you went through. That's really hard stuff. You sorry for their pain? Yeah. No, just just the circumstances. That, those really suck. Why are you sorry for it? Well, I just I think it's good to give pain. compassion to people when they're open. They spill their guts in pain. front of thousands of people. I don't feel a thing, Bill Clinton. Well, no, don't feel sorry. You don't have a right to feel sorry for I just for. have compassion for people who have pain. Listen. Oh, that's my biblical question coming up next. Well, I have questions yes. I wanted to ask you yes. before you address everything. Okay. Um, um, I don't know you, so it sounds like you might be suggesting for people to smoke pot. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're joking. Oh, no, I'm kidding about the pot. You're kidding about the pot. Don't cool, smoke the cool. pot. Okay, okay. Cool. Don't smoke the pot. I'm just joking. No, you need to be I, conscious. I was thinking you were kidding, but I didn't know. Yeah, no. And then my it's second, just a lot of millennials smoke pot. Yes. They love pot. Yeah. They do. I, I, I don't. You smoke pot? No, sir. No. Oh, good. Never. All right. But go ahead. Anyway, um, <laughs> my question is, so I've been thinking a lot about forgiveness, and you're saying that we should go to people and say, I forgive you. To your parents. You may not have to go to anyone right. after that. I was going to ask you, do you think that's what we should do with anything like your roommate offends you and you feel offended, but then you just forgive them and you just say, well, that's offense, and I'm just going to get over it, and I don't need to approach them. That's a really good question. In that father state, right now you're in a father state. You're separated from God. And so what your roommate say and do, you will feel offended. But once you you overcome your mother and return to your father, love your father, you will be loving God. No one can offend you. No matter what your roommate say or does, it will not. You'll speak up. But you won't feel anything about it at all because you will have perfect peace. You have a brand new nature. So you will be able to deal with whatever you need to deal with. So you're saying the most important person to say to their face, I forgive you, is your mother and your father. Yeah, you need and it's to not, do it. Forgiveness is not necessarily done with, with every person in that, in that way. Right. What happens is once you forgive them, then God will forgive you. And you don't have an unforgiving nature anymore. Mm-hmm. You live a life of love. And love is something you can't feel, taste, or touch. It's a light unto your feet. So you're not going to hold anything against anyone. Mm-hmm. You're going to see where they're coming from. And if you need to deal with it, you will. 
If it's not that important, you just let it go. But you won't hate or be angry at anyone. Yeah. Because you have a brand new nature. You have your father's nature now. Yeah. But if you have not done that, your roommate can offend you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thanks. But you got to deal with your mother. Yes, sir. Are you going to do it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm convinced. No, sir. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, right here, then, James, and then I got to start winding down. In the, in the middle. This your first time here? Yep, first How'd time. How did you hear about us? Uh, I've, I've been watching your videos for about two years now. Right so. on, man. And so I, I know that you're walking on clouds now, right? Yep. Yeah, you went and dealt with your mother? Uh, internally, yes, but I no, I haven't spoken to her. Why not? Uh, well, I'm pretty new to all this, so... But you've been you listening know, for a year, right? You said a year or two, right? Yeah, I mean, not, not regularly, but... Uh, but. Have you heard me say that in order for you to become a man, you got to go and overcome mama? Mm-hmm. You heard me say that, right? And you heard me say, go and forgive her. She can't help herself. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? Yes. Why have you done that? Uh, I mean, we have a good relationship uh, in general. So, uh, but, but yeah, now I, I'm familiar with this and I can, that's something I need to do. Why do you think you have a good relationship? Uh, just... You know, we talk a lot, and there's there's never been really any problems between us. So, you know why? Because you've never been honest with her about where she is. Am I right? I can't hear you. I know you're bobbing your head, but over your mouth. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, I'm I'm just a little confused exactly what you mean, but uh, the mistakes she made while raising you, taking over your life, or impose her will on you, or whatever she did that would irritate you. Have you told about those things? No. And why not? Um, just, you know, I haven't uh, thought about that before. And so. why do you think you keep getting involved with women that are just like your mama? Um, I don't think I do that. Oh, you don't date? So. Oh, I do, yeah. Are you married? No. Single. And have you noticed that the women you date, they're very weird? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mama. <laughs> Think about any question about anything? No, not right now. Men and women, I know it's hard to face mama because you resent her. So Satan may make up any excuses not to do it. But he only wants you in that hole so that he can destroy you. But God wants you to come out of it so you can be the light unto the world. The world needs men. It really does because they're a son. It really does because men are sons of God, right? And so in that order, the love is coming through the man to the woman and the kids. But when that order is reversed, there's no love coming in, only hate. And so you need to get over that, man. So because you know, the women in your life, they need you. They need you to be a man. You know what I mean? Yep. So don't be afraid. Are you close to your father? Yes. You are? Mm-hmm. Have you forgiven him? Yeah, again, internally, uh, but I've never spoken about any of this. And why not? Um, s- same reason, just, you know, I, I haven't really thought about it much before now. Right. So. How old are you? Uh, 35. Oh, really? You got, where y'all from? Y'all look young like black folks. <laughs> brown don't crack. <laughs> black and brown. Well, good, man. Any, any questions for me? No. 
Okay. Anything you disagree with? No. You can be free. You got all it takes is forgiveness. That's all it takes. You see that you're wrong for holding it against them. Forgive. Everything changes. And then just let yourself grow. Really. The real you. And then when you deal with women, it'll be perfect. You deal with them in the right way. They'll still try to control you, but they won't be able to. Because now you love what's right more than you love them or anybody or anything. And if that's the love of God, and it will cause you to deal with everybody in a perfect way. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, James, real fast. All right. I have a question from T. Edward. He asks, Jesse, if there is a God, why do babies die? What? Because <laughs> they die. <laughs> uh, they die for many reasons. What does that mean? Why does God, why does God let babies die if he's re- real? It's the sins of the parents that causes the children to die. It's not God. And God is not going to make you do anything. He wakes up every morning. He turns the big screen on. And he tells his son, Jesus, go over there to Cafe Bean and get us a little coffee. <laughs> and Jesus is like, what kind you want? I want a cafe mocha. What size? Oh, I think I better take a large one today. And he come back with the coffee. They sit back drinking coffee. Oh, this is pretty good today. Look at that crazy man over there. Wow. That one is Satan and his daddy. And they're just having fun. Because he's made a way for you to overcome. And his way is simple. Forgive. I will forgive you. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. That means go and forgive your parents and just relax and live your life. Stop looking for heroes. The answers are not outside, it's inside. So if you run into other people who are talking about the truth, let it go in one ear and out the other, be fine. But you gotta forgive. That's the only way in. That's it. One more quick question. Yeah. From Sing Play Sing Pray Love asks, and she gave a super chat. Thank you. If your dad is a beta Jehovah's Witness and your mother is in the <laughs> fallen state, how do you coexist? Or is, it, them. or is it best to stay Forgive. away? Forgive. That's all to it. How come that's so hard to understand? Just forgive and let them live their lives. And if you go over for Thanksgiving, do what I did this Thanksgiving. Get there early before the rest of the family get there. Eat your food and leave. <laughs> that's what I did. You can't make people change, right? So don't argue with them. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's okay. Just let them suffer and die. Okay, these two, and then I'm done. Yes, ma'am, and then here. Um, Something that I've been thinking about with forgiveness is that, like, there's this justice thing inside of us of, like, I need justice. They really messed up. They really did all these wrong things to me. And you make up this giant case against them about how wrong they are. And then you're like, I'm just going to go tell them how wrong they are so they just see how they offended me and hurt me and blah, blah, blah. And Jesus is just like, oh, okay, you you think that's the way to solve the problem. And forgiveness gives the justice to God, and it, it, it gives the authority to God 
to fix the problem. Right. And you can communicate what you need to do in a healthier way um, that's in the spirit if you need to confront somebody like, hey, that really hurt my feelings. But no, not like that. That's you're liberal. concerned with their you welfare say, you than know yours. What? When you I'm sorry if I hated you. You mean. What? And you I can mean? say, no, not you. Oh. <laughs> Them. <laughs> no, don't sugarcoat. Yeah. Just be honest. Right. Just don't hate. Yeah. But I, I just, I think with, with uh, forgiveness, it's all about like the justice system. That like, which justice system are you gonna make? You're gonna oh, make I one see. for yourself, or yeah. you're gonna give that to God? The worst thing in life that you can do is try to get revenge against anyone, yeah. because what you put out will come back on you. Right. It's best to forgive. Speak up. It doesn't mean you're accepting it. You're discerning it, right? But don't, don't try to hurt them. Don't try to get back. Yeah. You're right about that. Last word right here. All right, Jesse. We so, had a men's meeting this Thursday night, past Thursday night. Everybody, this whole room was full. So we put the ladies to shame. The ladies, when we had their last meeting, they were like this. Go ahead. I'm just saying, Victoria. <laughs> All right, so my question is about identity. I've heard a wise man once say that you are not what you wish to be or what you used to be, but you are what you continually do. And I've seen that in, like, professions, you know, firefighters, policemen, doctors, whatever they may do for a living, you know, soldiers, and then there's certain things that are expected of them, like codes of conduct, standards, etc. But how does one find their identity? That's good. By not looking for it. When you go to the military, you're going to be trained how to, you know, it's like training a monkey. I can't say monkey, I'm black. But, <laughs> but you learn to train it, but the real you is getting your identity from God. You know, you're following the orders, you're doing what you're supposed to do, but whatever they teach you, don't hold on to it. Learn it like you would any job, but your identity comes from within. And that, as long as you don't become angry, the world cannot change that. They cannot destroy your identity. And you just watch and have no opinion and things work out. But don't try to make yourself have one. So is that like that Bible verse that says, like, you're born again, you're a new creation, something like that? Yes. Once you're born again, everything starts to change. All these old habits and the way you thought picking your identity from one preacher to another and they're all glad and jumping up, all that starts to change because he's taking you away from the world and causing you to live from within. See, the world, as I've said, is the Old Testament. And people who are not born again, they're getting their identity from the world, even if they don't admit it. But once you're born again, you will be in it but not of it, and you would not have anything to do with it. It will change you. Your mind, when he said, I will renew your mind and all that, that does happen. So you'll be in the world, but not of it at all. It's so amazing. So just do the silent prayer. Be aware. Be honest with yourself. It's happening. It's happening. Be patient. All right? And don't hold anything against anyone. Don't agree with wrongdoing, but just don't be angry about it. Don't hate it. That make sense? does. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. All right. You're welcome, man. So listen, I got to tell you this real fast because my time is up right here. So 
The one thing I've noticed about a lot of millennials and older people, too, they tend to run away from situations. Stop running. You're supposed to go toward it and not way away from it. Because that's the way you, that's how you know a sign of your relationship with God, that he's with you. Because by you facing this situation, he will cause you to overcome any situation. But if you're running away from it, Satan is going to use it against you. He really will. And another thing I want to say is, um, I noticed that some of the millennial guys, you're unwilling to work any type of job. It has to be like a special elitist job, right? And that's crazy. Don't do that. I suggest you not. When I moved to California, I worked all kinds of jobs. I worked at a car wash, fish market. I worked whatever I could do, two or three jobs, right? And it never occurred to me that I had to have a special job that looked good or feel good, right? And tell someone, oh, I'm a psychiatrist. I'm a computer man, so I'm not going to work in a fish market. I'm not going to work at Jack in the Box. So I'm not going to cut. That's not manly. That's girly. And I know a lot of young millennials are homeless. Do you know I never even considered being homeless before? It just wasn't a part of my nature or my thinking because I was willing to work any kind of job that I, a man should work. As long as you work, you're going to have a roof over your head. And so don't try to look pretty in front of anybody. That's all ego. A man ain't got nobody to be homeless. You can work two and three and four jobs. That makes sense? But I literally know guys who are unwilling, and they're homeless. But they, I'm like, why don't you go and just take a job? And then eventually, whatever's in your heart, have the right attitude, and you'll be able to get the job that you want. It'll come. But they won't do it. They'd rather be homeless. That's not good. A man should work any job. I used to, I started my janitorial service, and I had to clean bathrooms. And you don't want to clean a woman's bathroom at work. <laughs> Especially on the first of the month. I think that stuff happened every first of the month, right? I ever come. Between the first and the 15th, <laughs> the free check is coming in. And it's nasty. <laughs> and the women don't care because they know the janitor is coming. So they'll just leave it everywhere. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. But uh, <laughs> I never forget this one company I had to clean. It was a big company. And they had women working there, a lot of women. Their bathroom would be off on the first of the month. It's like they were in contact to see who to dump it on the floor or leave it wherever it is, right? But I had a good attitude. I was grateful to clean toilets because I was earning my way. I was paying my own rent. I had a place to live. So, guys, don't be all special, all right? Take a job. Take two or three jobs. Whatever it takes to be independent, you got to do it. So stop running. And don't run from situations. Face them, and you'll see if you're wrong or right. Ladies, men and women, face the situation. If someone says, I know situations where people have said something to you here in this meeting. They'll say something to you after the meeting, and you didn't like it. You don't come back. I ain't going back over there. I had nothing to do with it. And so if someone 
say something to you that you don't like or hurt your feelings, speak up to that person. I don't care if you're one of my employees or whomever, me, speak up. You have a right to speak up for yourself. Do not run because you're going to be running all your life if you run. At some point, you got to face it in order to overcome it. That makes sense? So get jobs no matter what. Speak up and don't worry. It'll be fine. Yes, Justin. What about your question? Oh, yeah. So last week, my biblical question was, where is the spirit of man and what does it look like? Remember that question? What did you say, Victoria? Where's the spirit of man and what does it look like? I don't know the answer to either of those. Oh, had you thought about it? I did, and I, I couldn't come up with anything. What did you come up with, Justin? I was thinking about your new, your new question. Oh, you didn't think about the old one? I wasn't here last week. That sounds like a kid that missed class, huh? Yes. Uh, how am I doing in my workout, sir? Amazing. Oh, amazing. You have the body of a 21-year-old. Thank you. He's See, like a Calvin I... Klein model. See that? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep me going. We're going to get him on a billboard on the 405. <laughs> <laughs> and then let the hate report report on it. Can I tell them about your... Yes. Can I tell them about your new book for 2020? Yes. Buns of Steel by J.L.P. Thank you. <laughs> you ain't like Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be a bestseller. Uh, so here's what, because we're out of time, I got to do this. My brand new biblical question for this week. This is a doozy. I wanted to tell you about Chick-fil-A and all that stuff. Also, HIV in, 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 in some country, other country, England or somewhere, they are now allowing homosexuals with HIV give you their sperm if you want to have a baby. You can now have an HIV sperm put in you. In New, e New Zealand? Yeah. They, so now they are putting them in the sperm bank. So y'all keep going to those sperm banks and get babies, all right? <laughs> They tried to take the shame out of, of, of people who have HIV. So they decided that they're going to give it to you and your child. But anyway, we'll get to all that. So my biblical question. Where is it? What's my biblical question, James? New biblical question. I have it. What is it? I didn't write it down. I forgot it. I know oh. what it is. What? Which is the right way to deal with all people, with compassion or dispassion? Ooh. Which is the right way to deal with all people at all times, in any situation, with compassion or dispassionate? Or dispassion? What do you say, the young lady? What's dispassion? Yes. She's like, what the? <laughs> what the? Well, my definition of compassion is not pity. My definition of compassion is empathy. I put myself in that person's shoes, and I recognize that that is a dis an uncomfortable situation I would be putting myself through. in other people's shoes. Well, whatever. It's just, you may you, keep them on. You, you keep your own shoes on, but you just try to, you just try to see people for the suffering that they've gone through like a little orphan with nothing to eat 
like they got the bloated bellies. You feel compassion, so you want to give money. You want to do something about it. Compassion means you want to do something about it. So you think the best way to deal with all situations with compassion rather than dispassion? I don't even understand what dispassion is, so oh, okay. I can't really answer the question. I can't answer because it's going to be on the radio this week. What do you say? <laughs> I, I remember what you're talking about with um, feeling sorry for people, and you're saying well, nobody has the right to feel sorry for them. You're not any better. That's right. I, I remember you saying that, and that blew my mind, and I was telling people about that. But uh, that, but that I think only it pertains to dependency situations, um, like what? if you're like because you're dependent on them because you want to give them love so that they can make you feel better about yourself, and that's wrong. Um, so is it better with compassion or dispassionate? So uh, I think that there's a way to, to be empathetic and to put yourself in other people's shoes without having an air of superiority. I think if you know yourself, know that you're, so are you saying, you're good without that, you so can is still it be able to passion or dispassion? Compassion. I'd compassion. Say, but not at all times. I wouldn't say at all times. So sometimes you're dispassionate and sometimes you're compassionate? Um, I, I can't, I can't tell, I can't, maybe, I don't know. I, I got to tell you moment by moment, I, I would tell you. Okay. Was, what do you say, Justin? I think I'm a compassionate person in the okay. right Wait, repeat that. I think I'm compassionate in the right situation where I, I think it's a good decision, but dispassionate, like if I see a homeless drug addict, and it looks like they're all crackheads, <laughs> then I'm not going to feel compassion. You sure you got no compassion for them. But oh, if it looks like a homeless mother, and she has children, and she doesn't look like she's on drugs, then I'm going to give her money. So I don't think I, I, I you know, it's, it depends on the situation for me. So sometimes passion is sometimes dispassion. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. What do you say, last word? And then, Joy, I want the last word on it, and then I'm done. Oh, yeah. Man, we saw out of time. Yes? I think, uh, it sh- for me at least, it would be 100% dispassion. And why? Uh, because I, I, I like to think that I, especially before, like, realizing I was in the phone state and all that stuff, I, I was, it was very easy for me to become compassionate or feel sorry or pity people. Um, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm really realizing now is everybody has a sob story. Everybody can have some, and I'm not trying to be like flippant about it, but like every like everyone's had can find something in their lives that you, they can try and make you feel sorry for. Um, and so for that reason, you're dispassionate all the way. Pretty much. Uh, we mean pretty much. Sometimes you got a little compassion. Well, here's the thing. Like we're, he was just because talking, of time, I got it. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'll, sorry. I'll yeah. be quick. But yeah, I think the you should be you should aim to be dispassionate always. Okay. Uh, but it, like you can still. Like the, the guy back there was saying, um, if you see, you know, that doesn't mean you have to be cold-hearted. It just means like go about it in a way where it's not emotional. Because compassion, I feel like, can trigger a lot of emotions, and then emotions lead to thoughts, and thoughts can we all know now will mess you up. So I think just to kind of I safeguard knew this would be a good question. Yeah. Uh, what do you say, Joel? Compassion or dispassion? Whatever one means with understanding. <laughs> I understand you. Whatever one, I don't know. However you define it, as long as it means understanding. 
Okay? That's one of my experts. <laughs> Did y'all know that? Yes, sir. Okay. You say? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, whatever means no judgment. Okay. So, what do you say, Hermes? Uh, dispassionate. And why do you say that? Especially with the people that you're close to. Um, because I think being dispassionate is compassionate. If you're dispassionate, then you're not attached to the situation. You can give good advice. You're not, like, involved or your ego is not involved. It's hard to do with people that you're super, super close to, but I think dispassionate is the way to go. It's hard to be dispassionate with people you're yeah, close like to. Yeah, like with my son, if he's going through situations... I can help him more if I'm dispassionate. If I'm compassionate, I'm kind of into it, and I'm emotionally involved. So are you compassionate with him or dispassionate? Um, I'm not all the way dispassionate. I'm working on being dispassionate. Are you compassionate with him or dispassionate? I probably tend to lean more compassionate. <laughs> are you compassionate with him or dispassionate? I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you compassionate or dispassionate? I think I'm right now I'm compassionate. What? I'm more compassionate. Beta! Yeah. <laughs> Poor son. All right. I'm going to answer that. And then next week, man, when I first walk in, all right, I'm going to answer this week question, but we just told out of time. They're, like, yelling at me and everything. But I do want to answer that question about the man's identity. I mean, uh, where is the man? Yeah. Yeah, so next Sunday I will. I'm just totally out of time. I, I'll answer it on the radio. Yeah, I'll deal with this on the radio tomorrow. All right, that way I can get this over. All right, so. Oh, yes. So, um, as of Friday, it was 100. We were trying to raise 300000 to get this building with because we got to be out of here. And there's a building right down the road now that I'm, I'm going to make an offer on. And, it's just, and I like the fact it's in this neighborhood because I ain't going to the hood. <laughs> I ain't going to the hood. And don't say, oh, you going to the hood. It ain't going to happen. But so we are uh, at 180 some thousand now. So whatever you do to help, we need a thousand people to give $67 and we can get it, get it done. All right. Um, what else, Hermes? Oh, we a new newsletter. We just put out our last newsletter. Anybody get that yet? You got it? Did you like it, Victoria? Yeah, it's nice, huh? Yeah, so if you're not on our mailing list, it's a free newsletter we put out like three a year, three or four or something. So this is really nice. So if you're not on the mailing list, make sure you give Hermes your address. Let, let them see who you are, Hermes. That's him. That's the PR guy, yeah. He's so black I can't see him. But uh, he's out there somewhere. Uh, your newsletter thing, right? And what else? Any other announcement? Uh, we, have to, we have a matching grant. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone gave us $60,000 and until December 15th, and whatever we raise, he'll match it up to $60,000. Isn't that amazing? And he just called me up one day and said, hey, man, I want to help you. You've been amazing to my family. We really get all that stuff worked out, so I want to help you. So he gave, uh, he made a matching grant of $60,000. All right. So, ladies, do you guys want to meet in this month? No, we ain't gonna be no women meeting. Okay, and Victoria, you say no. What? Oh, okay. All right. So let me know. 
And if there's enough ladies coming, we'll have it. How's your business, Victoria? And tell the people your business and how to get you again. Am I going to have to start paying you for sponsorship? Eventually. I mean, I'm down for that. I will. Hey, ain't nothing free. <laughs> no, I do credit repair and restoration, so, yeah. And it's legal. I know I'm black, but it's legal with the state. And how can We're people bonded. get you? Oh, uh, www.fixmyficonow.com. All right, so check our out, folks. And uh, what is the, which is best, compassion or dispassion? That's my computer guy. Dispassion. Oh, Lord. Why do you say that? Because it's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. We went a little longer, but we... Whatever. <laughs> Are you black? So don't forget to donate merch. You get the merch and all that good stuff, all right? And uh, we uh, I appreciate it. Help with the building funds. All right? Go to rebuildingdemand.com. Thank you so much, all right? And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. It was fun.